Welcome to the Conscious Caravan podcast. I'm Jonathan. And my name is Torbjörn. And this is the podcast for all you people out there wanting to live more conscious lives. Away with the teacup. <laughs> oh, shit. I have a... No, we have to start again. <laughs> no, no, Jonathan. Everyone will, will hear and see this. Good shame. Every time... Um... We come into the start of this uh, recordings. I want to like have like the last sip of, uh, and it doesn't work out. <laughs> anyway, here we are. Yeah, welcome back. To uh, welcome back. Yeah, in the arena too. again. Two of us and everyone <laughs> listening in. <clears throat> yeah, this is possibly, I think, one of the the juiciest things ever we're going to talk about today. And that is what I would call me curious. enlightened. <laughs> I would call enlightened relationships or being true to love. Ooh, straight from the heart, Ooh. true to love. Okay, yeah, this is going to be uh, and actually, be a good one. Yeah, and I actually took some notes uh, for the first time, and I think I'm going to ignore those notes. But I did take notes for this one. All right. Looks like it sounds like there's something uh, pretty important to share, as always. Tobin. Yeah, I've, I've wanted to talk about relationships for a long time, but I've been single for like three years and I felt like I had to be in it to talk about it, you know, for it to be like real and authentic because it's so easy to talk about shit you're not in, right? That's too easy. <clears throat> yeah. Too easy. So now that I'm in a relationship, and I am uh, experiencing what that's like <laughs> again. <laughs> I'm finally, uh, I can finally talk about this and, and feel that there's some, you know, legitimacy behind bringing it up because now I, I remember how terrible it is sometimes. <laughs> so now I, now we can, we can get into okay, it. So you're saying terrible, but every time you talk to me about this, you've, you've, uh, <laughs> pretty much been on this pink cloud of um joy right so right interesting uh combination of the uh the two but that's that's relationships right it's uh exactly isn't it isn't that exactly what relationships are you know it's just it's hell and it's a pink usually cloud. like the first stages of the relationship are quite you know up there with the uh love energy like open heart everything so yeah. But you're experiencing something else already. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Yeah, I always skip the early steps. It's not really for me, the whole like <clears throat> bullshit thing. <clears throat> I just go deep as fast as possible. Um so so yeah, I really I really wanted to talk about relationship because one thing I found is that with my spiritual practice and just you know getting better at life as we do by by living and experimenting i find that most areas of my life are working pretty well like i'm pretty i'm able to show up the way i want to most of the time right and i think you are as well and then suddenly you know i get back into a relationship and you know with the right triggers suddenly like i'm just like i turn into an insane person <laughs> and i'm like okay that's interesting because it's been three years 
since my last relationship and i thought i had like outgrown it but no i'm still an insane person it just needs to be triggered the right way you can't so. say that you are uh, you react you react like any other partner in, in a relationship when uh something yeah. that pushes your buttons yeah and that's that's what i think is, is so interesting about love is that how <clears throat> we can be well-functioning members of society but then we get into a relationship and we just go nuts now and then and that's that's such a fascinating thing i think yeah and so uh what is it that um what is it triggering you <laughs> if you want to talk about that like that's uh yeah well, well first i want to say generally that i think that i think one of the biggest problems with relationships is that people have this idea that relationships make you happy i think that's where most of the the trouble comes from <clears throat> and we have all these movies and disney and we have all these we have this like illusion that if you find the right person that person will make you happy and that's <laughs> that's almost the opposite of what happens because i think if you find the right person they'll show you why you're not happy <laughs> and that gives you a chance to grow and become happy mm. but but love is like um love is like a needle to remove a thorn love hurts but it allows you to remove something that is deeper and worse the, the pain of love <clears throat> can heal your your old wounds and if you don't understand that then you go into relationships expecting the other person to make you happy all the time and they can't do that and then you end up fighting a lot and that's i think is how many relationships end up being like end up being or end, end. <laughs> <clears throat> well well i think they either end up they either end up ending or they end up in a compromise of a thousand cuts where there is so much resentment and so many old things that have been rehashed so many times but has never been cleared mm -hmm. out and kind of clog up the pipes of love until there's no room for love or intimacy anymore because every every kind of intimacy just leads back to an old grievance that is still stuck inside someone's emotional system and so it becomes some kind of compromise where people are just like let's try not to step on each other's emotional landmines let's just try to get through the day love is not going to happen but at least we have each other it's better than nothing and it's too much to leave you know everything that we've got going and maybe nobody wants me out there anyway so i'm just going to stay in this that's kind of how i see a lot of relationships go <clears throat> because the idea is that the other person has happiness and they're here to give me happiness i think that's the idea that that destroys most relationships say it again Tone. the other other person has happiness yeah. and that uh... The, the the idea that the other person has my happiness and they're supposed to give mm, it to me so you you kind of put your happiness so to speak outside of yourself like relying on the other person mm. to fill your cup yeah to, to yeah 
because we know that when our partner does the right thing, it stimulates us, it gives us happiness. And then the way the ego thinks is, well, okay, so I just need to press those buttons all the time so I can get a steady stream of pleasure <laughs> and happiness. But that's more like, um, it's more like stimulation than happiness. Like happiness is something we have to get for ourselves. What our partner can give us is more like, you know, stimulation, or it can give us someone to share things with, or it can give us a lot of things, but it's, it's not supposed to fill the hole inside mm. of us. And if we think it is, then typically I think the relationship is more or less doomed from the beginning. How do you become aware of that going into the relationship? Because <laughs> you're like, you're going into the relationship right now. And so you're mm. quite, what I'm hearing is that you're aware of this thing of like not relying on her to give you the happiness and things like that. Well, I'm becoming aware because of how fucking painful it is when I try to do that. <laughs> because I see that when, you know, if I'm, if I'm triggered because, you know, for me, you know, we all, we all have these emotional wounds from the childhood. And what's so amazing about love is that love and intimacy, it brings up the old wounds, the old trauma. And that's why some people quite cleverly, they avoid, they avoid love because they know that love goes deep. Love can clean out everything that has ever happened to you that is painful. But the thing is, <clears throat> so for me, it's, it's painful, very... right? And so, and therefore yeah. people, when they've been hurt many times in the past or past relationships or even not even the relationship, even just the process getting into the relationship, they've been hurt and, and it's like, yeah. do I really want to open myself up, open my heart up for that to happen again? And so then sometimes we, we, yeah. we, stop, we stop going there, we stop opening ourselves to, to that. Yeah, and sometimes we just need a break for a while. <clears throat> but at some point there comes a time like where you are right now where you are opening your heart right Tobin where you're ready for that and knowing and now experiencing and knowing what that's like going back into this and and um, being triggered or being yeah being uh, being in it you know yeah <clears throat> and it was so surprising to find you know the well some people will laugh but it was so surprising to find the same patterns as previous relationships that weren't that weren't uh, dealt with just come up again you know <clears throat> fresh as new as if you know as if they were all they'd already been in there a different form or the same having it's the exact world. same thing like exact same yeah. pattern exact same for so me how, it's, do you, um, how do you deal with that now because you can you can see it, you're aware of it, right? So how do you you know? Right. How do you? Well, I'll tell you how I tried to deal with it, which was a disaster. Is so what happened was <clears throat> when I don't feel heard or understood, I I react very strongly because that's my childhood. My wound is that no one really cared about how I felt or tried to understand me. So when I get put into that position, either because it is true or because it's just something that I emotionally think is true. 
then I start to try to fix the other person because I'm not feeling heard. I'm not feeling understood. So if I can just make the other person do it. <clears throat> so I try to make them hear me and understand me. And the wonderful thing about my partner is that if I do that, that triggers in her the feeling that someone else is telling her she's stupid and she doesn't understand. <laughs> and that she's, uh, that she's, being you know blamed for something and has to defend herself <clears throat> so that makes her completely unable to listen to anything i say cannot understand and does not want to hear me so it is a perfect spiral in which what triggers me triggers her and then none of us get what we want and it just goes to absolute shit the longer it uh, is allowed what to is, go what is the cost for you in in the relation you think if you keep keep doing that same thing like I think that the cost is <clears throat> the cost is that if that if that happens too much, then eventually um, I just well both of us just get so tired that we're just like well fuck it we don't want to do this anymore right <clears throat> because it's so it's so exhausting to become so dysregulated mentally physically the whole thing is like being in you you're in hell together right it's like a circle of hell. You're like hell dwellers that are just burning from the inside. Just this old childhood wound with just, it, it isn't being processed. It's just being made worse. You're just fanning the flames, right? And so, and people have these different patterns. Some people try to fix, some people, they try to get away. Some are avoidant. Um, but for me, it's like, well, if the other person is the problem, then I'm just going to fix that person. And in all my relationships, what happens is that just overwhelms the other person and they like, they have, they, they have some kind of mechanism to cope with that, which is not what I need. And because I'm so hot, I'm a, I'm a very impulsive person because I'm so hot. And so my temper is so flared up. I lose all sense of, um, I lose all common sense that I just keep pushing harder and harder and it just gets worse and worse. Amplified. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah so that's the and that's one of the key things i think is this idea that i think the key problem in relationships is this idea that i'm having a, an emotion the other person is causing this emotion well clearly i just need to fix the other person's mm -hmm. behavior that's the that's the logic and it makes sense but the problem is um the reason why we have that emotional reaction is because it's an old wound. So even if we made the other person no longer trigger it, we would just have avoided confronting this thing in ourselves. And if you look at a child of three or four that runs around and is happy all the time, and you look at an adult who is 40 years old or whatever, and you see how miserable the adult is naturally, and you see how happy the child is naturally, the reason is all these old emotion dwelling in the adult, just sapping their energy without knowing them. You don't even need to know that it's there. It's still going to affect you. That's why a child is naturally happy. And that's why an adult is naturally unhappy. It's because of layers and layers and layers of all this inner stuff that is just weighing us down. So even if you're not in a relationship and, it, and you're not being triggered, you are unknowingly feeling the weight of this emotion, this trauma, because you are not happy and free, which a human being is supposed to be happy just by existing. That's our natural state. But all these heavy emotions wear us down. 
out of you know curiosity and and love i would i would say <laughs> this question comes to you Tobin. um if you were if you weren't reacting if that wasn't like something that you were doing with her what would you like what would you want to do what would you want to give to her in that moment Well, if I weren't reacting, if I wasn't in in a space where my love was closed off by this wound, then I would just have reassured her and made her feel safe to to be in her emotion, to ex- to experience her wound. Right? That's what I <clears throat> that's what I would want to do, and I think that's what we would all want yeah. to do. Um, to give this space for the other person to be seen and held and yeah, loved. Right? And and that and and we can do that sometimes, and I think everyone loves to do this because sometimes we don't both get triggered at the same time, and sometimes the other person is triggered by life instead, and then you can be there for them, and that's that's a wonderful experience, right? You get to be something good for the other person, and it's fucking challenging when you're both both triggered at the same time and both hot, heated, yeah. and it's like reacting from both emotions. Wow, that's an that's an intense. Uh, energy and and uh yeah not not something <laughs> enjoyable well i don't know it, it feels very alive in the moment right so it does but and i think this is an important thing that also me and my partner talked about is that we are not ourselves when when pain yeah. is ruling us and that is a very key thing to understand because if you don't understand that, then you don't realize that once it's over, it's not the same person that's left with you. It's not the vicious, mm-hmm. angry, or defensive, whatever. That's mm-hmm. that person is no longer there. Your partner is there, and your partner is a good person. When they get triggered, they become a bad person. But they, but th- those two things are not the same person. So when pain takes us over, we become something that we're not. And that's important both for our partners to know, but for ourselves to know for forgiveness is to know that we are good people who become bad people when we're triggered. We're not like bad people who go around with this stuff in us all the time. We're just good people who get pulled out of it because the emotions and the thoughts become so strong that we lose our mind. It's not different at all from alcohol. Um, If you get too much alcohol, you lose control of yourself. And emotions are, they make you way more drunk than alcohol does and thoughts do as well. It is a much, much more mind altering substance than alcohol is. So I think there's forgiveness in that and both for ourselves and our partner. And remember to separate like that, what that monster you just saw is not your partner and that monster you just were, that's mm-hmm. not you. Such an important thing. And I think everyone naturally knows that when they feel inside because suddenly they're in a different mind space and they're like, we don't have a problem and I love you. What the fuck yeah. just happened? The switch is so to kind of big. To come out of that, spit that out of that emotion <laughs> to be able to kind of notice that that's, that's where you're coming from, right? And that's where this forgiveness and this compassion yeah. for the other person and for yourself is, uh, is there.
So I would say that's a pretty healthy thing that you actually can talk about it afterwards, Tobin. Like that you can kind of be in oh, it, yeah. but then also, uh, you know, then kind of communicate what, what just happened and and how you, you know, yeah. like you talked about forgiveness. How do you do that with her? Do you, or with yourself? Like, do you kind of, is it something you, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I think that it's, what I think is a very important practice is that this is something that, that it gives me and her trouble sometimes, but it can give a lot of people trouble is that if, if one person has frustrated the other person by being in their pain and they come out of their pain and they're like, oh, I'm fine now, we're mm -hmm. good now. Well, your partner may not be good because you being in your pain is not a good thing for them. And, and they might be holding so, on to that as well what just happened well it's very hard not to because if, if someone if someone if someone uh deals with you through a filter of pain they're not being very nice to you and the thoughts they're projecting about you are not being very nice for example a lot of people feel fear in relationships that's one of their because it's one of their wounds and so they're looking at their partner like that partner is dangerous for them and they'll you know that they should be afraid of them and that is a wild thing to have projected on you that your part you can see in your partner's eyes that they're afraid of you and then they're afraid you'll hit them or whatever whatever they've experienced in the past or maybe, or maybe they're that scared itself, they'll leave that could I be that too of, uh... but whatever it is they're looking at someone who isn't you and that's a very strong projection and that can be and that's a hard thing for someone to look at you in a way that you aren't that is is in itself painful if someone is treating you like you're you want to do something bad to them or you're coming from a bad perspective or whatever mm -hmm. it is, it's deregulating to be seen in a negative light when you're not in it, coming from that place. <clears throat> so pain is not just the behavior like, you know, I'm angry at you, so I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to, I'm throwing anger at you and that's unpleasant. But it's also that in the anger, I'm, I'm seeing you as my enemy and treating you as my enemy. And it's not very nice for someone who loves you and is not triggered to be treated like an enemy. So I would say that what fights do is that they, they create emotion. They create new pain. Like we're all dealing with old pain. We know what trauma is. But when was, you know, when was trauma created? Well, trauma was a new emotion once. And when you have a fight, you, you build up new pain. And that's the pain that eventually becomes old pain if you leave it to just rot, so to speak. So after a fight, you feel in your chest, you feel in your body, you'll feel this new pain. And if you want to get back to love, most people, as far as I'm aware, can't love while at the same time feeling the pain of what the other person did to them. Because at least for me, the sort of love pipes inside me are full, with, full of this emotional gunk, like this anger or frustration or fear, whatever it is. So what I think is an important practice is to hold space for each person to express their frustration so that they can get rid of all this emotional residue, this new pain, and they can come back to the space of love. And I think most where most relationships go wrong is that their logic is this, something bad happens, let, let go, let's go to a good space and let's try to avoid mm -hmm. it. And I want to use a metaphor here where I think what that does is that makes the relationship a field full of landmines that everyone is trying to avoid stepping on. And every year there are more landmines because there are more unresolved situations. 
and everyone's going to step on them one day where they're tired or where they're drunk or where they're distracted or whatever's going on, someone's going to step on it and it's just going to blow. So I would suggest as an alternative metaphor that in a relationship, think of it as having controlled explosions of each other's landmines. Whenever you find a landmine, get together and have a controlled explosion. Get rid of that ship. And the way you do that is you say, well, you know, what you did and so on frustrated me. Can you hold space for me to express my frustration so that I can let go of it forever, no longer hold any resentment for you at all? We can go back to a clean slate of love and we're not carrying the past with Mm -hmm. us. Because I swear to you all now that what kills every relationship is not the lack of love or willingness. It is just a past piling up. And in the end, there's yeah, and so many landmines just ready to blow. And we we all know, we all know it from ourselves. We know it from others. We know it from the couples that argue when they get drunk, and you know someone, mm-hmm. or the little snide, sarcastic remarks to try and, you know, release a little bit of tension here, there that's built up for years. We know those um, behaviors, and they're not. They just don't work. The idea that if we just try to avoid the hard stuff, we can stay in a good space. That makes the good space smaller and smaller and smaller until there's such a tiny little thing where no one can move or say anything without someone's feelings being hurt and without all these threats going back to the old things. We're just, it's just waiting to explode at some point. Can I offer a, um, a thing that you can do as in a relationship as a creating like a, a space for that explosion to happen, you could say. But in, in a, in yeah, a um, conscious way, I guess you could say. Uh, it's pretty. It's a pretty simple thing. But it's something that I've done with my wife and also, um, yeah, share this with, with some clients as well who are, yeah, have relationship issues. And, and we all, I think, that's that's like one common thing. I think every client that I've ever worked with is either have have had or having a relationship issue, or they're they're thinking about what it would be like to have a relationship issue if they're not in a relationship yeah. yet. So it's uh, I think it's a it's something that we all experience and something that is um, is important to us all, right? Because we're we're human beings. We're going to be together with somebody at some point in our life, and. Uh, Anyway, the um, the uh, thing that I was going to say was – sorry, now I'm just got a little bit distracted. That's all right. Um, yeah, so uh, what, yeah, an offering or an invitation for, for you in, in a relationship is to like for this controlled explosion – is to just well controlled. It's not controlled, but <laughs> a conscious explosion, right? Is to just like get together with your partner or husband or wife, and you know you know what's what's like inside yourself that you want to share, and they probably know what they want to share. But sometimes it can be so tense and so like heated that that emotion that it's hard to kind of talk about it, right? So getting together and, and giving the other person some space and you can do that by just saying, okay, for the next five minutes or however many minutes you choose, that that other person is um, is talking and and you're you're just listening. You're just you're not allowed to say anything. You you can you can kind of just keep keep with the things that you want to say to yourself. 
and allow the other person to talk and communicate what it is that's, you know, what what they want to share with you. Um, and then you, you switch and the other person has five minutes to talk. And then afterwards, you both come together with what you want to say and and basically, um, yeah, share that. So, and I've, I've, what I've experienced is that it, it is fucking uncomfortable to be in, <laughs> to hear, hear the other person basically unloading all their emotions and issues and stuff about you because it's, it's directed at you, right? Um, and not be able to say anything, but just to be able to listen to them and listen to them from your heart. And, and then, but by the time the, the exercise is finished or the, the thing that you do is finished and 10 minutes is over, there's so much space to just kind of understand the other person and be actually compassionate towards their, their pain, what they've, where it's coming from and what's going on for them to be triggered or whatever it is. And then you can kind of talk about it and, and it's and a completely different space afterwards. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's great. Have you ever heard this saying, Tobin? All of us have someone in our life that has loved us into being. No, it's a beautiful saying. What does it mean? <clears throat> mean whatever whatever it means to. You. It's actually from a um, from a movie, I believe. Uh, and the meaning that I put around it is that, like, in our in our lives, we we have we have people that are that have given us this unconditional love and, and it can be, you know, you with your, with your child or it can be received from, I don't know who, like for me, I, when I thought of that, this, what came to mind was my, well, my, my grandmother and she's a person in my life that's always given me this unconditional love. Who's like literally loved me into being the person I am today. And I, I think this, what this, why I'm sharing this, I guess, is is it it resonates in a way of like in relationships, like it's it's love that brings us together, right? But sometimes we we um, we get so caught into our situation or our our daily life as a as a parent, as a whatever it is, and and we lose this kind of like, or we can lose this uh, in touch with our with that love, with that like kind of openness and yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah. What does it mean to you when you when you hear that those words? Have you had somebody who has <clears throat> loved you into being to I don't think so. <laughs> I think that someone had to be myself. That could be, <clears throat> and it can be a can be a friend. It can be. It may be someone. It doesn't have promise. to be somebody like you, uh, who's family. It can be somebody removed in your life. Some, it may be someone that's yet to come. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Could be my partner when she gets her shit together. 
else. Well, I say she's pretty brave for um, coming into your life, too. Unfortunately. She's uh, absolutely nuts for dealing with someone like me. <clears throat> At the start of this podcast, you talked about enlightened relationships. What did you mean by that? Right. What was your kind of... <clears throat> well, I think... I think I meant that in a way what I'm talking about is is conscious relationships, but enlightened relationships just sounds a lot more sexy. And that's what a conscious relationship leads to is an enlightened relationship because I think relationships exist to enlighten us. I think it is the fastest spiritual path of everything we can do. Like you can flee to some monastery and sit alone for 60 years and get more and more stupid every year. And I don't think that in any way compares to the, the way in which you're confronted by a partner. Mm. <clears throat> the intensity of, of that. I think, it's uh, a, what I got is like the intensity, you know, like the, because uh, every yeah. day you're, you're, you're mirrored in this like relationship of, or mirrored. Yeah. I think mirrored is a perfect, you are mirrored both on your good and your bad yeah. sides, right? You really and are everything mirrored. Everything is seen. Everything is shared. Everything is kind of... Uh, they see too much, our partners, yeah. don't they? They see the good stuff, but they see too much of the bad stuff as well. And that's, and that's what allows us to work with it because we can't, we can't see it when we're single. That's why it's so easy to be single in one way, but in another way, of course, there's the loneliness, there's the craving and so on, but... Some people stay single just because they don't want their inner demons to come up anymore. They're done with that. A lot of people, they, they simply stop relationships or they keep them casual to a point where it never goes any further because they know where the demons come from and they know it's love. <laughs> it isn't people who hate you you have to worry about. It's the people who love you. Because if they, if you let them, they will burn you. They will burn every inch of your being until you're free. And uh, that's rough. And worth it. <laughs> of course, it brings everything. Love brings everything to life. And everything to light. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting that love can both hold both pain and and happiness, like in the same in the same relationship? They can be both. You know, it doesn't have to be that mm. there's only there's only the good, or there's only the bad. Or I mean, if there was only mm. the bad, you, you know, you probably wouldn't be in a relationship, right? But maybe I don't yeah. know. And that is, that's another thing. That's a very interesting thing, right? How the universe functions from true principles, which we could call contraction and expansion. Everything is, is always undulating between contracting closer and expanding further apart. <clears throat> Planets does it. Your heart does it. Your chest does it when you breathe. Everything is always, is always have, has this dynamic of further away and closer and that dynamic is generally what keeps the whole world alive because it's a, that dynamic brings energy and that brings life 
So even an enlightened relationship will always contract together towards great intimacy, and then it will expand further away with distance and space. Because no one is going to have the same thing all the time. Doesn't That's not energetic. It's not dynamic. There must be change. So even a good relationship, an enlightened relationship still has fighting, but it's just a different kind of fighting than an unenlightened relationship. But there has to be something that creates space so that there can once again be a desire for intimacy. And the desire for intimacy in itself creates a desire for space. And that's not a bad thing. That's a beautiful thing. And when we find our ego either clinging to the other person and wanting to be with them all the time, that, that doesn't lead to anything healthy. But similarly, people who want to keep a distance and keep people away and be independent, that also does not lead anywhere good because they're, they're destroying the natural, natural mm. rhythm of the relationship, which is intimacy, space, intimacy, space. That's the beauty of it. And every couple has their own degree of that, how often they do it, how much they need. <clears throat> but every healthy relationship is always going to have that dynamic. And that's an interesting thing to think about because it's not like sweet love all the time. That would turn anyone insane. No one wants that. That's not good for you. I reckon some people want that. <laughs> sweet love all the time. For a Until while, realize, probably. But for how many years? <laughs> Yeah. For how many years are you going to be locked in each other's arms and kissing each other on the face like 24 hours a day before you're just going to murder each other, right? So it's, 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 uh, it, the interesting thing, it's a dynamic, but so couples will always have to find a way to create space and find intimacy. But the question is whether it's in a destructive way or whether it's in a playful way. And for most people, it's a destructive thing. When you say that, what do you, what do you mean? Like it's a destructive, what does that look like? <clears throat> well. Oh, what does a playful way look like as well? What What is both? Well, a playful way is, is could be like, you know, teaching each other, teasing each other or trash talking each other a little bit, or, you know, creating some space or distance in a playful way. If both people feel each other are safe and they trust each other, then you can experience with the negative range of emotions. You can play with those as well. Because the interesting thing is <clears throat> that love is not the positive range of emotions. Love is energy and energy is all the emotions. Now, not everyone may be ready to experiment with certain emotions, but every emotion is just a new flavor of energy, which is just a new flavor of love if you love someone. And some people get very caught up in this. You have like people, BDSM couples who are totally fixated on like pain and all that stuff. But that is, again, that is kind of an unbalancing because now they're just like, some people are on the good stuff. They're on the bad stuff. You don't need to get fixed anywhere. That is again, going to lead to stagnation, but you can use the whole range of the human emotional spectrum um, as you become more and more secure in each other and you feel more safe with each other you can express more interesting things and you can use that to create space you can <clears throat> like i said you can tease each other you can play fight or you know you're sometimes we fight for fun and that's very different 
Um, but that's another way, that's a way you can playfully create separation. So love can be found in all, in, in every expression. Love can be found. But a lot of the ways we do create distance is because we're involuntarily taken over by pain. And that's not a great way to do it. It does the job, but it's not, you know, it would, it would be better not to, to do it that way. You know what I, I feel like is is a an important thing with with that with like the yeah with all, all the stuff that we're talking about now is this kind of like coming back to this like communication and the honesty in that whatever is come whatever's coming so up like- whether whether it is that you're frustrated or you're I mean, it's much easier to communicate when you when you just purely love <laughs> love the person. You just want to tell them how good they are, right? But also talking about the other stuff when you are frustrated or annoyed or whatever is showing up. And and I think that's you know when you're talking about this of the full range of emotions that we experience when we when we stop communicating the the emotions that some people consider bad, right? That's anger or mm. frustration or annoyance or jealousy shame. or shame or th- things like that, which, you know, if you're if you're alive and you experience those emotions from either a little or a large amount, right? And mm. what I what I notice in in, in my relationship and, and also in people coming for therapy and things like that is like there's this bias towards it to be good all the time. And and I think that's what, you know, you were speaking to earlier about this like contraction and expansion of, and also like the full in, in that the love and the full range of emotions and this importance of finding a way to communicate those emotions in an honest, in an honest, as honest as you can be. Right. Well, I think in just an honest way, yeah, <laughs> it's honesty. <laughs> Basically, just communicating, like even though that, that it's uncomfortable, even though that maybe the other person, probably the other person, uh, might get hurt from what you what you share, and at the same time you're being honest. At the same time, you're sharing. Yeah, you're sharing this, and you're not avoiding it because when, like you were talking about earlier, when you do keep avoiding things, the landmines get bigger and bigger. And you eventually find it hard to navigate between what what you can say and what you can't say and, and all this shit. And it's just like, let's just kind of, if it's possible, put that aside for a second and say, okay, if I'm able to communicate this, to make this explosion now, then down the line it's not mm-hmm. going to be as big of an explosion as it might be because I'm sharing this, I'm communicating honestly with what I'm feeling now, whether that is anger or frustration or whether the person's pissed me off or, or whatever it is um, and doing it in a safe in a safe and loving way, right? Doing it in a way where maybe you're not reacting straight from the emotion but you've, you've kind of settled a little bit in yourself so you can consciously do it. You can consciously talk about what happened and what, what annoyed you and how you want to work with that moving forward and things like that. 
Yeah, and I think that's so important because now you're touching on being true to love. And this is this is directly stolen from Barry Long, the Australian tantric that I talk about now and then. Go Google him. He's an amazing person. And being true to love, he says, be true to love. Don't be true to each other. Be true to love. Because when you're true to each other, you start to try and shield the other person from their trauma, from their triggers, from their problems, whatever. And as you do that, you start, you stop saying your truth. And as you do that, the love slowly disappears because you can't be authentic and free anymore. So you're not, you're not present for a space of love and intimacy because you're being true to the other person, to their ego. And so you slowly lose love for them. But if you're being true to love, then you are always going to speak your truth because you know, if you don't speak your truth, your love is going to disappear very quickly. Because you're not allowed to be free, you're not allowed to be honest, you're not allowed to be authentic, and you can't love if you can't do that. So if you're so two people should not be true to each other, they should be true to love. Because the moment they stop being true to love, they don't have anything together anyway. When they stop, when they can no longer speak their truth, their their relationship starts deteriorating into compromise, into past fights, and into some sad strategy of security where they at least have each other at least they have that but love is dead so what's the point so if you're true to love then you have to say what you have to say to be able to love the person that's a that's a different a new perspective uh, maybe a different perspective to most people coming to the relationship where they're at that's a it's a it's a sword that cuts away every everything that comes in the way of loving mm. a person and that's also why to circle back on what you said about sharing freely and so on if you can understand this then your relationships can all be much more different in a healthy relationship or in a conscious relationship or in an enlightened relationship when the person when your partner wants to express frustration to you they are not doing it because they want to blame you or accuse you or say bad things about you. you. They are clearing out their shit. They're clearing out their shit so they can love you again. They are yelling or whatever they need, whatever way they need to express it, they're doing it so they can get back to loving you. That's why they're doing it. So you don't need to defend yourself against it because this person wants to go back to loving you. And if you start stopping them, and we all would do that, I do it as well. It's difficult not to because the ego wants to, it doesn't like that. But if you stop that process, the person carries this frustration around. They can't come back to love you because they have all this emotion in them. They need to get that out. And maybe you truly did cause it by being a moron. We're all stupid sometimes. Sometimes it's not intentional, but sometimes we do it. We do something that's just neglectful, that's just stupid. And we got to own up and we got to say, like, I'm sorry. I'm just going to fucking, I'm going to lay down. And you can just fucking kick me until you feel better. And we'll go back to love. And the ego doesn't like that. But true love requires that. It requires taking responsibility for what we've done, letting the other person rage it out. And and some relationships are much more quiet. Like you and me, we're kind of intense. Our partners are kind of intense. Some people do this at a much more calmer level, so it may look different. But the important thing is clear out your shit so you can come back and, to love. And whether, whatever relationship you're in is still the same function of emotions getting triggered um mm. and like yeah 
fighting or arguing or whatever or avoiding avoiding that and so you know it, yeah. it may look in different ways but it's 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 the same same thing right so yeah yeah some some attack some defend some some run away right there are very, there are different ways of mm-hmm. dealing with it and it makes it brings me back to another point something i have found that helps me a lot in in my relationship is it's understanding that if I desperately feel like I need something from my partner, I just, I probably need to get the fuck out of that conversation because first of all, there was a time where I didn't even know her and I wasn't going around craving whatever she had at that point. I didn't even know who she was. And now I can get into a state where I'm like, I have to get this from her. She has to do X, Y, Z, whatever. And if I'm in that state of mind, I just need to back the fuck off and take some time alone and let my mind come back because my ego has run away with me. And often in that, in, in often whenever there's something I really need my partner to understand, if I keep pressing her, it just makes it harder for her to understand and she becomes less willing to understand it because it's frustrating. Right if I back the fuck off, take time and space and regulate myself, then when she comes back to me later, she's already understood and I didn't have to do anything. It sounds like a much easier way of going about it. <laughs> yeah. So, so what I'm discovering is that the most important thing in my relationship is to to take care of my triggers and her triggers, and just to back off when we start to get into a game where that, that none another of us is winning. Of, when we're playing two different another games, another way of backing I off is off like um, letting go, or like kind of mm. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> If you can let go, that's yeah. great. So like in most in most cases, I've found for me that if I desperately need the other person to understand something or do something or fix something, I'm not myself. I've already lost my mind because I'm a human being. I don't need anything specific to happen to be happy. So if right now I think I absolutely need something from the other person or something to happen, I'm already out of my mind. So I just need to ask for space or talk about it or get some distance, get back into my mind and be like, okay, now that I'm in my senses again, what is actually going on here? And then all of a sudden I have a whole different way of dealing with things. And interesting, the most interesting thing I found is that a lot of the problems, usually the thing I think is a problem in the moment when I get some space and calm down, it's not even a real problem and it doesn't need to be fixed. I just need to sit with the child inside that is just desperately trying to cope with this wound that has flared up. So often I'm trying to fix a problem that isn't even a problem. I just need to calm down because I'm, I'm out of my mind. So this, um, this giving space and time is something I've found works very well. And if, if I can feel we're... <clears throat> we're not in a constructive space then i'm just like okay let's 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 separate for now come back when it works instead of trying to brute force something where it's just our two egos trying to fight each other while it's hiding behind the walls because that just doesn't go anywhere <clears throat> sounds like there's a lot of learning happening right now <laughs> yeah yeah i'm learning i'm learning a lot and i'm seeing and I'm, I'm falling into a lot of traps and I'm also acting like an idiot, but I'm also learning a lot. Yeah. So it's very, you're also, it's very, very you're also growing because you're using, you're using the stuff that you've 
gone so deeply into yourself in the last years in this yeah. real-time relationship and experience of all the emotions that come up when we do allow ourselves to love and open up our heart to that other person. I mean, that's that brings like so much emotion into the space, into the room, into the into yeah. the, you and and the other person, right? And when you love fiercely like that, when you open yourself up so much like that, then it's yeah, things things happen, right? Like there's a lot of yeah aliveness, a lot of energy in there. And uh, yeah. It goes very deep. And then when you throw sex into the mix as well, is sex physically goes deep into bodies. And that really, really draws up old emotion, like physically. So it's just, uh, it, it really is just, you're just trawling up everything that's lying there on the bottom for a long time. And that's why a lot of people get into a relationship and they're like, wait, this isn't me. Like, what the hell is going on? But this was in you. So when people go into a relationship, I would just suggest like, be ready for these things to come up. <clears throat> because if you're someone that doesn't have any of those things, you're lucky, but the chances are very slow, very small. And in most cases, or in all cases, people we are attracted to are usually perfectly designed to trigger exactly the kind of pain we have. And we have just exactly the patterns they need to trigger their pain. So, every, so we both learn so every, much from each other and grow so much. Or you end up tearing each other to pieces. <laughs> because every relationship that comes from a, from a natural attraction is a match made in hell, which can make its way to heaven if you work on it. But do not, do not make any mistake that it is made in hell. It is made for you to trigger each other. And that's why sometimes you find a person that people are like, oh, they're so sweet and they're stable. And it's, you know, you should really be with this person. And you're just like, I can see that, but I just don't feel anything. And that's because the person doesn't have the pain you need. <laughs> so we truly attract people that are the worst for us and the best for us at the same time. And that is an important knowledge to have because it explains a lot of what's going to happen, which may seem like a bad thing, but is actually potential for growth. I've enjoyed talking about <laughs> relationships in this, from this perspective, this is a, yeah. <clears throat> How has it been for you to share this to me, to be uh, to be in this? I think it's so important to share because I think a lot of relationships are deadlocked or become deadlocked mm. with these two people retreating behind their pain and throwing garbage at each other, and no one dares to come out from their from their defenses. So I think for me, for me, sharing this isn't even a question. It's, it doesn't, it, I have to share this because if just a few people can approach relationships in a more vulnerable, more conscious way and find a healthier way to do things, that's such a big thing because relationships are the most difficult thing on the, on the, on the earth. There is nothing else that is as difficult as relationships 
even if you were to try to conquer the whole world, it's not as difficult as relationships because <clears throat> in relationships you have to conquer yourself and you have to help the other person to conquer themselves. Amen. There is no greater achievement than this. It is the highest spiritual path. So if I can help anyone by opening up about it, <clears throat> that's a foregone conclusion. That's not even a question. If anyone can suffer a little less in this way that we do, because relationships are the only thing that can truly bring us into hell. Like we're, we go straight to hell when these things in us are triggered. It's such an insane amount of suffering. And sometimes that's exactly the suffering we need to bring us to the next step. But it is very, very painful. Like, holy moly, it's painful. It's crazy. And that's and that's also sometimes to kind of confront that and just acknowledge that about relationships. Like we, you talked in the very beginning about how society or how movies make out that, like, love is happiness and all this stuff. Well, all of us know if we've been in any relationship that it's it's not like that all the time, right? And this pain is is inevitable, and it's and it's there to to teach us and, and and to grow from and to learn from and and to go and and the the crazy thing about the pain that we experience within relationships is it gives if we're able to come like work with that and to 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 grow and with that and with the other person then the love actually gets deeper and deeper the further we go with with that person and go into those things and actually are vulnerable to to work with that stuff um, and sometimes we're not sometimes we don't have the 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 guts to do that at that in, in that moment and and that's you may be okay for that moment and then you know at some point we will find that um, I want to say courage, but I, I don't think it's courage. I think it's it, it's more just like like our own truth that we we know inside us that that's important to us, right? But we just sometimes don't do it, and so there comes a point where we just like if we're brutally honest with ourselves, we realize what we what we want to do in that in that moment. I mean, that, with that relationship, and yeah. Mm. And there is a great there is a great fear in us that truth will destroy and honesty will destroy a relationship. But the most beautiful relationships are one in which truth and honesty is welcome. Yeah. <clears throat> and we are here to allow each other to express all those sides of us that we haven't been able to and see every part of our darkness. So, you know. And what a great love it is to find someone who is just as messed up as you are and with who you can be free and crazy and stupid, right? That's such a beautiful thing. And most people are, but they may not dare to show that side of themselves until you do. So, you know, take the step and whoever you scare away, you know, they weren't the person anyway. You really don't have to worry about scaring people away. You should worry about not truly being yourself. It's a, it's a pretty uh, pretty important one. 
because we're all weirdos, right? And we just need we need to find our weirdo Connect out there. Connect with that uh, that one person that's meant for us. Yeah. Maybe more than one. I don't know. <laughs> but the one yeah. person. That's what the kids are doing these days. <laughs> ah, love. Love, love, love. <clears throat> so I really hope that you know if you're listening into the this episode and got this far through that uh that you've taken away something from this in your relationship or resonated in some way maybe learn something maybe even are inspired to to kind of do something different in the relationship who knows right um but either way we're we're all in this together and so and i think the the thing about being honest, right, and just speaking your truth, being yourself, being authentic, even though when it's when times get tough in the relationship, even though it might hurt the other person, even though that there is pain, that that honesty, that love, that truth, that's I think that's what makes a healthy relationship like to keep keep moving. Yeah, what I want to say is like, you know, that that's that's what's the difference between like a relationship being short and it being something that you're in it for the long term. Yes. And that's why I'm always just like dropping my shit from the beginning in a relationship because I know that with the right person it'll scare them away and with the with the wrong person it'll scare them away, but with the right person I'll see right away, okay, can they deal with this shit or not? <laughs> So I'm never worried about being honest. I'm never worried about being too honest. I'm worried about not being honest yeah. enough. I think that's like a, a highlight thing of the this episode. Be, be honest. <laughs> be loving. Be honest. Be be truthful and uh, be true to love. Yeah. You know, be true to. And don't truth. be don't be afraid to kind of um, let go let go of like the needing the need to be right or the need to kind of yeah make your make your point or whatever mm. i don't know where that came from but ask ask for love ask for space but don't ask for emotional demands and ego mm. victories well that's uh that's about it about it from us today, Tori. Unless there's anything else you wanna you wanna share for, for this uh, this episode. No, I think we got we got a uh, we got around everything yeah. really well. So uh, I guess we'll <laughs> see you see, on the trail. Uh, see, see you out there on the trail. And um, yeah, we'd love to love to hear about your relationship or your journey with, with this, uh, with this pain and this, uh, yeah, whatever, whatever you you want to share. And, uh, and, um, we hope you get a lot from this. So yeah. Thanks for being with us on this journey and, uh, listening in. You've been listening to the conscious caravan with Jonathan and Torben. And if you are looking for help, to live a more conscious life, you can reach out to one of us for a free therapy session where we can help you get from where you are now to where you want to be.